I will speak to you in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Good morning. One of the many things that I enjoyed the most while I was in Ireland last month was watching my six-year-old daughter, Aoife, really get into and enjoy the amazing culture and geography of her mother's home country for the very first time. Aoife's been traveling to Ireland, really, since she was four months old. Because of COVID, we haven't been able to visit for the past two years. And as I know, most of you know, a lot changes in a child from the age of four years old to the age of six years old. When Aoife was there two years ago, she was still a toddler. And Audrey and I had to just simply make sure she didn't wander off and fall into the sea while we were there. This time around, Ireland was a real place for Aoife, with a fresh new world of people and locations and experiences for her to take in, understand, and to be a part of on her own. Aoife was able to hold her own this first time with her older Irish cousins and really communicate with them and tell them how she felt. And for the first time, we were able to let her wander on the beach and climb up onto those rocks without a whole lot of worry. We were also able to take her for the first time to some historic sites around West Cork so that she might learn a bit about history and culture in Ireland while she was away from school for an entire month. And there was no longer any need to worry about taking those long walks with Aoife or even a few serious hikes because Aoife can pretty much beat me and Audrey anywhere we want to walk right now without even losing her breath. And I have to say, for me as a father, who's now moving into his late 40s, I also found myself in a bit of a different place this time around. I was able myself to really observe and take in that joy of just how exciting and thrilling our trip was for my youngest daughter. I have to admit, this is the third go-around at parenthood for me, and it's certainly been a lot more challenging physically than I remember from the 20 years ago that I first became a dad. But this time around, I'm finding myself being able to pay so much more attention to that amazing process of Aoife's growing and changing and experiencing this part of her life, which shapes and makes all of us into the human beings we will become. I have done this twice before with my two older daughters, Abby and Erin, both of whom I could not be more proud of as they are becoming independent adults themselves right now. But 18 and 23 years ago, I was slightly a different person myself, still trying to sort out my own life, going through graduate school when my daughter Abby was a child and then going through seminary right after my daughter Erin was born. Right now, being older and more mature and settled and thanks be to God, secure in my life is allowing me to pay closer attention to all the truly amazing things happening in my youngest daughter's life. And I have to say, it is helping me to learn a few things about myself and really about all of us. It is a real blessing to have a child who is old enough right now to try and understand and take interest in just about everything, all while still being young enough to not yet be totally embarrassed to be doing it all with her mom and dad. That will change soon. 
Children are so amazing in their ability to, at the start, not carry the burden of how they might be judged by others, nor at this moment in their youth do they walk around fretting over what's happened to them in the past or what might be about to happen to them in the future. Of course, not every child is the same, and there are plenty of children in our country and in our community right now that are living much harder lives. But still, every child can find their way to that awe and amazement and joy that comes in the moment, even in the hardest of times. And it's so much faster than we adults can ever do anymore. And for my and Audrey's Aoife, she is living an amazing life of happiness and freedom right here and right now every day. And I'm so thankful to be a part of that blessing. Even in a time where she had to wear a mask on a plane for eight straight hours, and then just about everywhere that we went through the country of Ireland, that never fazed her. Life is right now living and breathing and thriving in her. And I bet many of you know children or grandchildren or nieces or nephews or godchildren who are able to give you that same glimpse of how amazing life should and can be. That joy and happiness of a child, I believe, is true medicine all of us need right now in these tough and uncertain times. And that was certainly a big part of my own rejuvenation and refueling during the two weeks I got to spend with my youngest daughter on that wild Atlantic way of Southwest Ireland. And this morning, brothers and sisters, Jesus himself, I believe, is trying to give those around him and all of us a large dose of that same kind of gospel medicine as well. Something that can present us with that clear image of the loving, peace-filled kingdom of God. Jesus has come into this world to do nothing less than restore and bring to its fullness. Yes, this morning's readings from the Gospel of Mark yet again carry within them some tough sayings from Jesus that may not exactly feel like good news. But as I was going over the scripture this weekend, thinking about all of that, it suddenly dawned on me that for the last 14 years I've been a priest, I've spent a lot more time dealing with Jesus's tough sayings on marriage and divorce in the first part of that gospel than I have ever dealt with what Jesus says about children in the second half of this morning's gospel reading. As always, every sermon I preach tends to come from my own personal dealings with faith and Holy Scripture. And as much as I've had to accept and work through the issues of divorce in my own life and still take these verses to heart, this year, you know what? I'm ready to let that go for a season and to not overtake the rest of this gospel, which is, I believe, equally meaningful and maybe even more important right now for every single one of us. To begin, we have to remember that as much as everything we tend to do in this 21st century takes into account the need and care of our children, that was not the way of life or the way it was viewed in the time of Jesus. 2,000 years ago, there can be no question that parents love their offspring just as much as we love our own. But children all those years ago were simply not viewed with the same value for the larger family until they became old enough to bring something of use and benefit to the bigger group. 
in so many ways for a very patriarchal world with a high death rate among infants and children, youth tended to just be seen and not heard by adults for a good first period of their life. And therefore, children were certainly never meant to be in the presence of adults when something of important was happening. To Jesus' disciples, this was most likely why they were so put off when they looked around this morning and suddenly saw people bringing children to Jesus for him to reach out and touch for a blessing. For the disciples, this was simply a waste of Jesus's valuable time. He had Pharisees and Sadducees to take on, not children who certainly would have been accompanied by their mothers who themselves were not viewed with all that much importance, unfortunately. But Jesus, of course, has a very different opinion. And the gospel this morning says that Jesus becomes quite angry with his disciples for trying to stop and turn away these little children and their families. Jesus knows how his disciples and how the community of ancient Israel felt about the unimportance of simple little children. And so he takes this moment and he uses it to redirect everyone in his presence from their belief in the importance of power and wealth and gender and intellect and class. Jesus does this in order to show them how completely different the kingdom of God Jesus is bringing into the world is meant to be. For Jesus, the joy and excitement and the trust of a child is of much higher importance in what God created the world and each of his own children, you and me, to live into and to experience. Jesus says this morning, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter into it. I would say this morning, brothers and sisters, that this saying of Jesus remains for us today of the utmost importance in our walk of faith and discipleship, something we need to remember and grasp hold of. It says to all of us adults who have aged and maybe hardened in life's many struggles and storms, those of us who've grown to view the world as a place of political power and economy above all else, and those of us who've been so drowned in the materialism of this world that we have no more sense of all the spiritual and the angelic and the other. It's there to tell us that we need to find our way back again to that incredible joy and excitement we once had And we once lived ourselves as a child. And we need to get back to that feeling of awe and surprise in the many blessings of this life which come to us from God alone. Because that is the doorway that can take us ever closer still to God. That childlike excitement is our sure ticket to the world God intended in the beginning when he created that garden and made us in God's own image, forming us from one another as equals and setting us in the middle of a creation made for us to enjoy and find overwhelming happiness within. That is the place, brothers and sisters, we are meant to be in this earthly life. Whether you believe it or not, that was where we were meant to be from the beginning. And Jesus says, let the little children come to me, for it is to such as these 
that the kingdom of God belongs. So friends, I have a challenge for each of us this morning. When we walk out of the church today, let's all look around for the children. Let's take just a moment to watch how they are so amazed by the simplest of things which we as adults tend to take for granted. Let's pay pay close attention to how the littlest among us have no understanding of being anything other than what they are right now. For their innocence spares them from trying to be something that they are not and from putting on all those masks that tend to hide who we truly are. And let's take all that and use it as Christ's wonderful gospel medicine to help us not only teach our children about our lives so much as we first learn from them once again how to approach God and be amazed by all of God's gifts for us. Let us do that so that we might return to being only that which God created us to be in the beginning, his simple, loving, awe-inspired children, sharing God's love and joy with everyone we meet in this world today. Amen.